Welcome to Extra Pieces. I'm Richard from The Rambling Brick and... I'm Jay from Jay's Brick Blog. Join us on our podcasting journey as we bring you the latest in Lego news, talk about sets we've recently put together, and remember pieces that we have stepped on in the middle of the night. We hope you enjoy the episode and make Extra Pieces a part of your Lego fan experience. All right, Jay. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's been a, it's been it's been a while since we last spoke. And before we get to today's episode, I just want to extend my deepest, deepest um, appreciation to everyone who tuned in and downloaded episode one of Extra Pieces. We are very, very happy, and we hope that you enjoyed the first episode. And yeah. Just a big thanks for tuning in. Absolutely. We've received a little bit of mail here and there about things that people would like us to talk about over the next few weeks, and I'm sure we will um, come around to doing some of that. But, um, Jay, what's been on your mind over the last fortnight? Last time we spoke, we were talking about the VIP points and um, a looming stalled promotion of the Ulysses Sun Probe. What's happened since then? Uh, I think I think if you were to say that um, it was quite a kerfuffle, uh, an even bigger kerfuffle than I had imagined, it sort of erupted all across the Lego fan community. I don't think there was a single person that was happy with the way it was launched from delays um, in Australia. The delay was about four hours from the the time that they promised it would launch. Just a VIP reward center just falling apart in Europe and in the US. And I think that the Ulysses lasted, I think, 20 minutes, 30 minutes here in Australia, in the US and in the UK and Europe, it barely lasted five minutes. People were very fast to express their feelings about this, I found, on various forms of social media. As a Lego VIP customer, I didn't necessarily feel like they were treating me as a VIP, and it really didn't feel like a reward. It felt more like, here's here's an opportunity for us to cause you stress and anxiety, um, rather than to reward you for being a loyal customer. How did you feel about it? I I was actually I was actually surprised at how many people wanted it. Um, mine just arrived today. I think if you can, that's the sound of it in its box. I will open mine when I get to it. So I personally was quite surprised at the fervor and just overall interest in what what I think is a pretty average set outside of the printed um slope is it a slope curve it's it is a slope it's a it's one of the six by eight um by three plates high um black slope but it is printed with the um, nasa and european space agency logos as well as giving some vital statistics about the ulysses probe yeah, and I think like as a as as a model, it's not that impressive. I think um, Jonas Cram did a much more impressive and remarkable model that you can download the instructions to on stonewalls.de. Go check it out if you haven't, and uh, click on the link in the show notes to check out his work there. Um, yeah, I I was just surprised at how many people wanted it, and I think this is the allure. And the whole idea behind artificial scarcity, you just get into this, you just whip fans into a frenzy because they're afraid of missing out. And yeah, I think the it, it's just an okay novelty model. I don't think that it's special in any way, definitely infamous, but I think as a, as, as a build or as a company, accompaniment to the space shuttle, it's just okay. Mm. I wonder if as a, a thing in the reward rather than costing you 1800 VIP points, whether it would have been, um, it would have almost felt like a reward, pay us 100 points and have a downloadable copy of the instructions available. Yeah, absolutely. Or just make more of them because the demand is there. Mm. Um, I don't want to dwell too much on it because it was a very tiring week 
within the fan community, there was like tensions were just high. Everyone was just upset in public forums within the ambassador network as well. It was just bad. And I think that a lot of people had a really bad experience, whether you got one or you missed out or you just didn't know about it at all. But, um, and I'm not sure if this was a intended consequence or not, but I feel like this entire thing has done more about educating people about the Ulysses probe and that than than anything in the history of you know what NASA or the ESA have ever done. Everyone knows about the Ulysses probe and the fact that it went you know and and its mission, which I think is a it's a small win for space exploration. I think it's certainly a big win for NASA that one through this Lego promotion. I've now become aware that the Ulysses probe was a thing. There you go. So Richard, what have you been building recently? It's currently feeling a bit like superhero month. We've had a collection of the new DC and Marvel superhero sets arrive and we've we've published reviews recently of the new well, uh, the new revised classic TV series Batmobile. As someone who missed out on the Bat the Batcave, I'm actually pretty happy to have a version of this vehicle in my hands now, as well as a more Adam West-looking Batman. It occurs to me that it's in fact the 55th anniversary this year of the 1966 television series first going to air, and I'm thinking that that's probably the reason that they've opted to release this set this year in this way. It's five years since the Batcave and we all kind of forgot at the time that that was 50 years since the series was first released. Well, I'm 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 actually surprised that you don't have the Batcave given that you're such a big fan of uh of Batman and it was quite a quite an iconic set that I think in many ways was ahead of its time given its you know reverence of a very um iconic era of classic Batman but yeah, I'm glad that you finally have a, you know, what I think is a, you know, the most superior version of the 1960s Batmobile. As a, as a kid in the 70s, everyone else at school had one of the Corgi toys of this. And it was, it was the toy to be able to have. If you were going to just own one toy car, it was the, the black metal Corgi um, Batmobile that had the firing rocket launchers. It had the chain cutter that sprang out from the boot when you pushed down on the on the bat beam. Um, it just had so many great features about it. Not the least of which was a great big Batman embossed on the bottom. But I'll have to admit, I I really like this set. I particularly like the the stickers that go on the dashboard. I think they they give us a quite quite a good look. I love the way in which the Adam West figure has, the Batman figure has um, accurately represented um, sort of the the lines of flab that would come through the spandex bodysuit that Adam West wore. And I do enjoy the zipper that runs down the back of the top as well. Yeah, I was, um, it, it, they, they definitely did a good job updating it while retaining a lot of what worked. And I think it's quite sneaky of them um, to, um, I guess, differentiate it from the the original version to, I guess, you know, make people who already have the Batcave, you know, spring an extra um, $40, $50. But speaking of price, I think that's one, one of the things I liked most. Um, it's just a very accessible set yes. and you can buy one without it exerting too much financial pressure on um on your wallet which is which is always a good thing yeah so have you built anything recently from that range um, of the superheroes yeah so built the batmobile um i kind of went again against the grave and i was like if you already own the original you could probably give it a miss i don't think it's a substantial enough of an upgrade um, to warrant purchasing it if you already have the Batcave. But if you don't, instant buy. Like, yeah. easy, easy recommendation. I've been 
busy chipping away at the busts. So building Carnage and Venom, yes. which which I quite enjoyed. I, I actually quite enjoyed them a lot more than I was expecting to. Mm. I'm not a massive fan of either character, not so much Carnage, but I just enjoy I just enjoyed putting them together. Um unlike some of the Star Wars helmets, I I found the organic shapes and subject matter to be way more interesting. They employed some really interesting build techniques. Um I like the the exaggerated role of um teeth. Yes. And um yeah, I think they look they look great. Um especially when paired together. Mm. I think out of the two, um Venom is definitely my favorite. I think the the contrast and the um the white eyes and 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 and, and the teeth and the bright red tongue sticking out works really well and um yeah i i i i really enjoyed um putting venom together carnage is carnage is okay i think um didn't really like the stickers um and i hope they stand the test of time i do think that if they had included some tendrils out the back it would have been a lot more true to form and just just closer to the um i guess the comic image i have of carnage mm. um but yeah venom venom works surprisingly well yeah i i agree i think the major advantage of carnage is that it's got a whole lot of new pink recoloring or light light purple would be the the technical name for the color um elements recolored in that shade and then it's a great collection of red plates and curves and wedge plates and slopes. And Venom, when I first looked at it, I thought, hmm, it's carnage with a tongue and no stickers. I found a very pleasant surprise in it in the form of some trans-neon yellowish-green um, elements that sort of make this radioactive drool kind of a look which is quite spectacular under UV, but in that combination of the red and the black between the two heads, I think really someone has decided just to make sure that we've got an Mtron parts pack ready for people to put, put together some new space mocks if they're not really fans of of um, Venom or Carnage. Oh, absolutely! I can see those. Um, I can see those curves, curved slope pieces being put to very good use for Carnage. But yeah, not too bad from from Lego. It really makes me want to see a Spider Man um helmet. Sorry, Spider Man bust bust head, head. helmet. I'm I think it's I think it's a head, really, isn't it? It is a head. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh, I also got to review the um Looney Tunes minifigures, which was a lot of fun. Yeah. It's it's just remarkable what Lego have done with their molding technology and techniques getting the head molds correct um i think in in this case the the new 12 character series doesn't really do looney tunes justice because you had to like lego had to make quite a number of big cuts and omissions to key characters um i know looking at the comments that i got on my blog when i published a review it seemed like every other person wanted Pippi Le Pew or Elmer Fudd or Foghorn. And I think that's a that's just a trade-off you make when you switch to a 12 character series. But I I enjoyed them. Uh, I, I grew up with Looney Tunes, um, so they have a I guess a special, special nostalgic place in my heart. Um, I loved Space Jam. It was one of the first few movies I've watched in a cinema as a kid. Wow. Space Jam and Space Jam and Lion King. That those were the two movies that I remember watching, going to the cinema to watch as a as a kid. Um, so yeah, really excited. I I I would have liked um, at least one or two Toon Squad jerseys, especially on say like Lola Bunny. Mm. If you want to create say like a Space Jam squad, which is I think a big missed opportunity there. 
a uh, couple of the characters I didn't quite like. Um, Road Runner just completely, completely missed the shape um, of the character, mm. and Tweety just looks monstrous as a as a mini figure. It should have been a bird, custom molded bird with Sylvester, and or include Granny in it. I, I think Granny was a serious admission. She was. Probably when I was growing up, she was probably the strongest female character in Looney Tunes. But big win for Australians with the uh, with Taz included. Um, Marvin the Martian is great. It's charming, and um, I, I I just really liked how 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 well they did his helmet. But I think the MVP and like the best part of the series is Speedy Gonzalez with his cheese cheese slope oh yes the um, one by the one by one by two-thirds slope which has now finally been printed with cheese i i am looking forward to just i just want to own one of those pieces <laughs> yeah you get pl- you get plenty so um it's 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 good i think i think it'll make a lot of um older uh fans who grew up on looney tunes cartoons quite happy mm. um but for I guess the for for younger kids, I'm not sure how big Looney Tunes is. Um, but hopefully that might change with the new Space Jam movie. Yeah, and the molding. The molding looks fantastic. The molding and printing is just unreal. Like I've never seen Lego produce elements at this caliber before. Like I think I think we were all kind of taken aback when they did Sesame Street. Um, and then they took it up a notch with Winnie the Pooh, and now we've got Looney Tunes coming out in blind bags, and that that I think is something that I think a lot of people will take for granted because if you look at the evolution of Lego minifigures and custom molded heads, um, it's just remarkable that we've gotten a series with twelve, about eleven new, highly detailed molded heads. That hasn't happened since the Simpsons series one or season two. Perhaps they didn't have the level, same level of detail. However, I'll acknowledge that. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's technology at work. Um, I think yeah. advances in yeah three D printing, scanning, and yeah, just whatever that's happening in Billund, like keep it up. And 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 the fact that they can, I guess, mass produce at this at this level is quite remarkable. Just from my looking at the pictures, I think that the two figures that are standout highlights for me are um, Speedy Gonzales as well, um, but also the Wiley Coyote mould looks fantastic. The fact that he comes with a little brick-built anvil, um, I'm, that that just made me chuckle when I saw that. No um, Acme accessory though, which I think was a big, big miss. Like, give give us a printed tile with Acme on it. Like, I I just felt like that was such a big missed opportunity. Yeah, a printed Acme tile would have been awesome. Yeah, but lots of fun. I think it's a it's 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 definitely a fun series. Acme, in fact, meant the best, the pinnacle. So the, if uh, you if you um apply that to Lego's motto, it could be only. Acme is good enough. I was surprised that um, characters like Bugs Bunny and Daffy predated World War Two. That was that that was surprising. You don't realize how mm. how old these characters are. They're coming up to their hundred year anniversary. So yeah, they've been around for a for a long time, They're getting up there in age. They are. These guys are all getting old. Yeah. <laughs> What's um what's coming up next on the horizon? It's 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 actually been a pretty busy April. Lots of releases, lots of announcements. Um, I think the the most notable um piece of news what is has- the new summer twenty twenty one or second half twenty twenty one Harry Potter sets. Absolutely. So there's we've had a collection of eight sets announced jay um and 
I'd, I'd been busy expecting to see Deathly Hallows sets to appear this year because that would just be following the pattern that had been established the last few years. But um, that's not what we've got. We appear to have a mixture of sets from the Philosopher's Stone or Sorcerer's Stone, if you're on that side of the pond, and also the Chamber of Secrets. So do you have any particular highlights in these in these sets, any that you wanted to mention or any that um, you, th- you think are particular standouts in the range? Uh, not, not particularly. I'm, I like collecting stuff. So the golden minifigures are going to be um, a must collect for me. Um, I generally buy all the Harry Potter sets and just, they're just stuck in boxes because I just don't have space to uh to display them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I think out of the entire range, I'm most excited for the what are we calling them? The brick built Harry Potter and Hermione mega fig. Are we gonna call them mega fig figures? I I feel reluctant to call them mega figures just yet because uh, I'm just going to call them buildable minifigures because it's the shape of a minifigure. All Um, minifigures are buildable, Richard. uh, Brick-built minifigures. They're all built with Lego bricks. Okay, we've got a nomenclature issue here, I think, and I think um, I would appreciate it if the Lego group would be so kind as to just help us to understand what we're going to call these... um, What's their official title? Yeah, I think I I think they look great, and they've certainly nailed the proportions that you'd expect from a from a minifigure. Um, and I can see them churning these out in the hundreds. Classic space anniversary next year. Give us a classic space mega figure or buildable minifigure. But yeah, I think I think that that's quite. Um, I'm I'm most excited for that. The chess set looks great. It's great to see another chess set, and I like the elements that they've included. Lots of white um, castle type elements, which is which is going to be a lot of fun. Um, Absolutely, and a good collection of black castle elements as well, sort mm. of knights' helmets and and the like. To say nothing of all those miners' helmets that everyone's wearing. And yeah, I think the the biggest set in the um in in the wave has some pretty cool elements and parts. The giant um basilisk snake. So the, yep, this is seven six three eight nine. The Chamber of Secrets. Yes, it's got a great big version of the basilisk, as you say. Yeah. Um, we also get nearly um nearly headless Nick making an appearance and. I can't tell. They give him a glow on the box, and I'm left wondering if he's now going to be a glow-in-the-dark figure. I think he is. Um, I think I he think is. This, that, that, I think, will be a very exciting development to sort of have this more traditional minifigure glowing in the dark rather than just the standard standard shroud. I really like the way that they've done the snakes on the vault of the Chamber of Secrets, and it looks like they've recolored some of the Ninjago elements to to serve that purpose there. Yep, they look great. There's also a new gimmick apart from the 20 um apart from the 20th anniversary golden minifigures. They are going to be minifigure collectible wizard cards which I believe are 2 by 2 printed tiles. So mis- completely random from what it from what it seems like and just more things to collect. More things to collect, more things to swap. A reason to take these sets out of the bag at the time that you get them so that you can swap these if you've got doubles or the like with your friends or otherwise hunt them down on bricks and pieces or I don't think they'll make it to bricks and pieces. They'll probably make it to bricks and pieces. I have no idea. Oh, will they? But yeah, I think lots of lots of fun for uh, for Harry Potter fans, especially coming up to... Christmas. I'm just surprised that you can already pre-order them ahead of a um, 1st of June launch on lego.com, I believe. So long as you live in the right parts of the world. So certainly if you're in Europe or America, pre-order has been available. It's not available in the Asia-Pacific region, unfortunately. Hopefully it will help them to get a good 
gauge for demand that will need to be met in that original launch wave. Yeah, um, these will these will absolutely be everywhere. Like they're just general release sets, so they'll be out in yeah. Every everyone everyone will get them. Um, oh, speaking well, of which, I think um, I think Hogsmeade is quite interesting as well. I've heard a lot of people say they want to integrate or include them in their Winter Village setups. Absolutely, I think that that's a great great set from that point of view. And I love the fact that that set comes with four figures that we've never seen in Lego. So this this set has got six normal minifigures as well as the golden minifigure. Um, we have Harry Potter and Professor McGonagall and then four figures that we've never seen in sets before. There's Dean Thomas, who appeared in as a collectible minifigure in 2018, but also we've got Mr and Mrs Flume, who run the um, Honeyduke Sweet Shop, and then we've got Madame Rosmerta, who's the landlady at the Three Broomsticks the pub in Hogsmeade. So I'm really excited to see that we've got these these new characters appearing in minifigure form as well. Yeah, but where's the uh where's where, where is the golden Dumbledore minifigure? I feel like Lego have done two sets of golden minifigures in 2021. First we've had the Ninjago 10th anniversary sets, similar setup. They let the um they've they've cleverly put the elder mentor type character so sensei Wu in the most expensive set of the wave um ninjago city gardens and the elder mentor character in harry potter professor dumbledore is Mm. conspicuously missing so it sounds like we're going to get a pretty expensive d2c exclusive harry potter set which contains dumbledore I think that's a very reasonable speculation, but I wonder if there's another wave of sets that we're yet to hear about because there are other characters that I think are conspicuous by their absence. I'd have thought that McGonagall was worthy of her own gold minifigure, even given that they've allocated one to the villain of Voldemort, and I'd have thought that even um, Professor Umbridge would have warranted her own gold minifigure because she is just such a horrible character. <laughs> I, I, I thought, I thought, I thought Quirrell was a very odd selection as a golden minifigure, given that we already have Voldemort, or as someone, uh, someone commented on my blog today, Goldemort, as he's, <laughs> as he's now known. Um, Brilliant. I, yeah, I just thought it was weird that we didn't get, say, someone like Malfoy as a golden minifigure. Yet. Yet. There we are. That's four. Six feels like a silly number. I feel you need at least 10 if you're doing a 20th anniversary set. But also the Ninjago sets, were they not released over a couple of waves? Yes. And I think there's an upcoming wave as well because there are a few golden characters missing. Yeah. I think Nia, Nia, Nia. Yep. So yeah, it feels like so, Lego might milk, um, and yeah, extract as much value as they can out of the twentieth uh, anniversary Harry Potter sets. Mm, I think so. Look, I'm just looking at just rereading the press release. The non-regular sets that are exclusive to Target in the United States. That includes chess, the buildable figures, and the buildable forks. And then the first flying lesson will be an exclusive to, I think it's pronounced Coles, K-O-H-L's store, who um, they will basically be the sole retailer for 76395. It'd be funny if, uh, if they extended that here and that flying lesson set would be available exclusively to Coles, which is a supermarket here in Australia. That would be quite funny. It would be, wouldn't it? Um, I, it'll be interesting to see how those pan out and who gets those as exclusive, if anyone gets those as exclusive in Australia. Um, 
time will tell. Yep. We'll find out in a few weeks. And on on new release um, information trickling out online, thanks to Amazon China and I think Amazon Japan, is we got confirmation of Luigi is coming to Lego Super Mario. Oh, that is fantastic. It was certainly a big question that was asked at the time that Mario was released. So it looks like it now officially exists, or at least it shall. Yeah, and um, um, it sounds like there's going to be a whole new wave of expansion sets, new that, suits. I think that's fantastic, and probably I would presume then a new, another wave of buildable figures. Um, there are certainly a few hundred different small villains from or not villains but enemies for Mario to defeat and certainly it would be quite possible to continue to produce new versions of those um, for some time going forward. I've really enjoyed the Super Mario sets. I think while they were not what people were expecting when they said there are Lego Super Mario sets coming out, I think there's certainly a lot of kids out there that are getting a lot of joy from playing with them as as the game, and I, th- I think it certainly provokes a creative way to playing with with the bricks. Again, it was nothing like I was initially expecting when I heard that there was going to be a Mario or a Nintendo co- collaboration. Um, but I think I actually prefer what we've got compared to minifigures. I don't think a lot of the characters would have translated that well to minifigure form. No, but you look at Looney Tunes and, and, and the lengths that Lego have gone to really get the look of minifigures right. I think they could have done Mario very, very easily. They probably could have, but I then wonder how well they would have made the rest of the characters look. I know. Um, I think, yeah, I think, I think Nintendo have a few things up their sleeve this year. And I've not, um, I've not, I've not commented kind of publicly on this, but I still believe that we're getting Zelda at this at the end of the year. There's 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 a lot of rumbling happening around the sequel to Breath of the Wild. Mm. Um, Nintendo have been very quiet about the sequel to Breath of the Wild, which was a launch game with the Nintendo Switch and is widely regarded as one of the best video games of all time. And it is the 40th, 40th anniversary, I think, for Zelda this year. And Nintendo have been planning a lot of activity and releases around it. So, again, I'm, I'm, I'm not basing this on... This is purely speculation. I don't have insider sources or, 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 or whispers or whatever. But I, I'm just going to come out and say that we're going to get Zelda in the second half of 2021. Well, I think. Uh, sorry, not not the not the fortieth anniversary, thirty thirty anniversary. But I think um, it's going to be a big year for 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 Zelda. And yeah, watch this space. I I, I feel like um, going going back to the Luigi reveal, which was quite, yes quite unceremonious, um, which kind of caught me off guard because Lego were, I think, the only thing that didn't leak out one of the few things that that Lego managed to kept under managed to keep under wraps was Lego Super Mario. Absolutely. That came as a complete surprise last year and it'll be interesting to see whether we get any more reveals, um non official reveals, I think that's what I'll call them, um, over the next few months, or if we will be getting more information in the next couple of weeks through more official channels. There we go. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll definitely watch this space, but I don't think we'll, um, similarly to Adidas, I don't think we've seen the end of the Nintendo partnership and collaboration just yet. No, absolutely. I'm inclined to agree with you there. I think there's a great, great chance for some new things there. 
You can build this castle and play with it for days. But you've only started. The box shows other ways to build these mighty castles. Where knights and horses stand. Or joust around to have some fun or march across the land. Each day there's adventure. Always something new. And the team that dreams tomorrow up is Legoland in you. King's Castle is part of the Legoland Castle Collection and has hundreds of bricks for building. From Lego Systems. From new things, let's go back to old things. And um, let's talk about Castle. Castle. I'd love to get your thoughts on like Lego Castle, and I feel like um, it's been two months, three months since the launch of the medieval blacksmith, and you know, there's there's just constantly chatter with uh, amongst Lego fans about bringing back classic space, bringing back you know classic space. Can we reboot classic space? And I feel like Castle doesn't get a lot of love. In, in in many ways. I, I wonder about that because when you look at the 90th anniversary vote, sure, Classic Space came in at number two, but number three and four, different castle sub-themes, and they outvoted um, Space. They'd have made a castle set as being the legitimate number two place getter in that. So I think this was an example of the vote being split by producing so many castle factions. I think there is still a lot of love for castle out there. Mm -hmm. And castles have never really stopped being made by Lego, uh, by the Lego group. If we have a look, last year we had a castle in the hidden side theme, more a haunted mansion kind of a place. We've had numerous castles produced in the under the Disney Princess banner. There was a tiny creator polybag castle last year. But we know that really what we're talking about is a knights in shining armor kind of castle set like we used to have back when we were kids. Like a king's um, castle with horses. Like a king's castle and horses and and a moat and a drawbridge and a dungeon and maybe even a wizard. Um, parapets. you got to have parapets. I think that classic themes are dead. I don't think we're oh, going to ever you. see a re- no no hear me out hear me out I've been because I've been looking into this recently I don't think we are going to get a classic space theme I don't think we are going to get a classic castle theme produced at any stage in the next few years just like we're also not going to get a classic pirates theme produced in the next few years We get we did get Barracuda Bay which was as close as you can get to a classic space classic pirates and medieval blacksmith as well which is as close as you can get to a, a re- renaissance of classic ah i'm not saying that you're not going to get those sets i'm just going to say you're not going to get a castle theme here's my theory so i'm going to start with pirates as an example and we'll move forward from there we've received multiple pirates characters in the collectible minifigures then we got a an ideas set that came through then shortly after that, in fact, the year before that, we had a pirate-themed roller coaster in Creator Three and One, and then we had a pirate ship Three and One set. If you look at Castle, I reckon we have had multiple minifigures during the last decade, knights of different factions, and we have now had a, a Lego Ideas set that's got a medieval theme, I would expect that we will get some sort of set in the second half of this year that's a castle three-in-one kind of set. And I wouldn't be surprised if we then get another couple at some stage next year as well that might be like smaller siege engines or horse and cart kind of things. And we've seen this with space as well. We've had lots of spacemen, both tributes to... Um, classic space in different forms, space police, two or three different Blacktron tribute figures appear in classic space over the years. Last year, we got a Mars Explorer with a spaceman who's got a um, classic space logo on his chest. This year, we get 
a space mining mech that's essentially got the same color scheme as that rover and then we've got this drone who's got the same classic space torso and then a reboot of the either we call it the explorians droid head or we call it the spurious major kartowski head but rather than having a clear helmet it's on a trans light blue print and it's got a reversible side so I don't think these themes are coming back anytime soon. I think that these themes now live on in collectible minifigures and create a three-in-one and ideas. So I think what you're saying, what, what, what you're saying is like these vintage themes like castle and space, they, they're, they're almost mythological influences that kind of, you know, get referenced here and there. There's, there's a certain reverence to these teams um i feel like lego could do a lot with a um a reimagined castle team i think looking at all the different factions you know you had um you had you know um your classic lion knights to your black monarchs um to some of the more niche factions um like forestmen wolfpack um, Fright Nights, even it was all very mm. combat heavy, and I, I, well, well, you do enjoy that kind of play, um, element to it. Um, I, I just would like to see a medieval non-conflict team. Give us a tavern, give us a, a farm, a medieval farm. Give us some goats. I think you know. I think we can ask for goats, but I don't think we'll get goats. They, they they have to at some point. Have you seen the prices on goats? Like it's gone like it's gone it's 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 just ludicrous. But I don't know, like I, I feel like there's um and that's why I like um out of all the I guess vintage or classic castle factions, I've always liked the forestmen just because they they didn't participate in say the great wars or sieges. They were just content to do their own thing. Probably the castle set that got our family into it was probably the medieval market village that was released around about 2008, 2010. And that that was, as a collection of vignettes about medieval life, that was fantastic and, and brought all of us a bit of joy. I think we'll get sets like this. I just don't think that, that these legacy themes... Well, these classic themes are going to necessarily be branded castle theme, space theme. I think they're going to be tucked away so that you can have one or two sets every couple of years. You can continue to get great minifigures through through the collectible minifigures. I, I think we'll probably see, you know, the next in next year's minifigure series. I'd be surprised if we didn't see a medieval. I'm going to say a medieval peasant of some description. Oh, that sounds exciting! You know, you know but I'm just making—I'm just purely speculating. I—I—I I, I lo- I love it when we uh when we start speculating. Um, I—I I grew up with so my first exposure to Castle was Forestman, and yep. um, and I think to a certain extent Fright Nights as well. So those were the mm-hmm. Castle sets that I had and. I think one of the things I miss most about that era is the the fantasy elements. So the wizards, the dragons. Yep. Um, we've had a few, I, I would say, like modern dragons in the most recent um, wave of castle sets, which were, I believe were kingdoms. We had a dragon mountain set where you mm. got a pretty large dragon. But I miss, I miss the old... Um, dragon molds with the crocodile head, and oh yep, yep. Um, I remember a few years back, probably two or three years ago, I kind of amassed a uh, quite a large order of classic dragons on Bricklink, which are kind of just sitting in a Tupperware, just just lying like just lying around because I I just wanted to you know have a dragon farm or just a dragon enclosure. I just think you should build this, Jay. Oh, I can't build to save my life. You can build. Everyone can build, but not everyone should. <laughs> that's the thing. That's the thing about my Lego experience. I don't have. I very rarely have that desire or 
drive to build. Mm. I'm just not wired that way. This this was this was an awkward silence brought on by the fact that <laughs> this this is how I was brought up with my Lego. We're not buying you any more sets. Pull apart what you've got and build something new. Yeah. And so you just had to expect to put something together and then pull it apart. Um, and this is an interesting thing that you then encounter with the whole philosophy of of set buying, I suppose. But even even up until the mid mid to late nineties, you still got your alternative builds on the back of the box for all of these themes. Um, but somewhere along the line, I think Lego got a bit too hard to derive a back of the box complicated build from first principles because the building techniques have got too clever by half. And now they live again as a creator train one set, which which brings me back to my original argument. <laughs> creator three and one is one of my favorite themes because I never know what they're going to throw at us. Um, I really liked the the treehouse safari that they released earlier this year because you had a treehouse and you had a biplane and you had a catamaran. Was that the one with the uh, giraffe? And the giraffe. And the giraffe, yes. And a crocodile and a flamingo. They were all just so different to each other. Um, look, you could do that so easily with a with a castle set um, and make it so that, you know, you buy three of this set, you see, and you're just going to get a bigger castle. So, so okay, so let's let's hypothetically talk about a, a creator three-in-one castle set. What would the other two models be? Like, what could you build out of a... A massive pile of grey masonry bricks or two by ones. A golem? A golem? Could you build a golem out of Oh you could build a golem? What I wonder, I d I wonder if you'd only get, say, the front gate as the primary build, and then you might then get if the outer keep or half of the outer keep is the primary build, and you might then get a tower or two, but then you could have so like the central building as one of the alternative builds, and you might even get sort of stables or something like that, or even just a watchtower. Um, perhaps if it's a castle and... So what you're saying is we'll, we, if, if, if we were to get a creator tree in one castle, we would get three castles in one that would be great i i would say you'd actually have to build, buy three copies of it to get to build a castle that they would make up parts of a castle that would be devious i'm just thinking about the size castle that i'd like to that 50 year old me would like to build as opposed to the size castle that 10 year old me wanted to build and i don't think i could afford a single set that would be able to build all of it and what lego want to do is sell lots of sets and if you get three or four nights or something in a set then what would be better than buying three of these sets and getting 12 nights oh lego would make so much money if they release a black falcon battle pack like like it would it would blow the reception that the 501st um clone trooper pack out of the water like they would not be able to keep a black falcons battle pack in stock they've got some beautifully printed torsos though it's it's interesting um when they produced the pirates creator set last year the figures were quite different to the ones in the ideas set mm. would, would they change the torsos or would they keep them the same yeah i i would like to see a new faction introduced so not just black falcons but i feel like they need some opponents or another castle that they're looking to siege so i'll stand by my idea of you'll get a couple of space sets every year and a couple of castle sets every year and probably a couple of town sets because lego city is really vehicles garages fire stations police stations and action themes but it's not all of those other places that make a city work, like restaurants and diners and hairdressers and 
malls and schools. Oh. You just described Heart Lake City. I just described Heart Lake City. Oh, absolutely. So here's my other theory. Heart Lake City is classic town. Yeah. Not 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 gonna not gonna argue there. It's a, it's like if classic town and parrot parrot paradisa had a had a cute little mini doll baby. But yeah, going back to I guess three in one creator. Yeah, I could I, I could see them revive or you know keep some of these classic teams alive through three in one. Mm. My 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 only question is um, the definition of classic changes depending on how old you are for some people it's classic space for some people it's classic castle soon in maybe five years time if not already classic teams are going to start um including lesser known you know late 90s early 2000s teams like rock raiders what would you like to see if you had it a castle three-in-one set, Jay, what would you like in it? I would just like three different castle styles. Just give us, like, don't don't beat around the bush. I want three different castle styles um, in one. Like, I don't want a, you know, battering ram or anything else. Just give me three different options, and then I might just buy three sets and just have three different castles. See, I reckon, I reckon a general-purpose castle set, it'll be one of the biggest selling creator sets of all time if such a thing exists. You'd be able to build an army with it. You'd be able to build a castle as big as you want with it if you're inclined to build a big castle. Um, and otherwise, you could just build the things on the box and leave it at that, depending on what you wanted to do. I think it, but a great, it could be just a great castle parts pack. Yep. Well, the second half of 2021 is almost upon us, so I think we'll get our answer very, very soon. And I'm I'm excited because, you know, Lego generally leave their best for the second half of the year. That's when they bring their A game. We'll leave it at this for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in again to episode two of the extra pieces podcast keep an eye out for a maybe a star wars day made a fourth special coming up absolutely and we can talk about lego star wars which um which i'm not a massive like collector of like i'm not a completionist but i think we can uh we can just talk about lego star wars in general i think we can thank you very much i'm richard from the rambling brick and, and I'm Jay from Jay's Brick Blog. You've been listening to Extra Pieces, a fortnightly podcast um, dedicated to bringing you news and insights and wild speculation about the world of Lego fandom. You have been listening to Extra Pieces, a collaboration between Jay's Brick Blog and The Rambling Brick. Extra pieces can be found through your favourite podcasting platforms. Please like and subscribe, and if you like what you hear, please give us a solid five-star review. It will make it easier for other people to find us and to share the joy.